You are listening to the MX Vice post-race podcast presented by Fly Racing. Have you checked out their Formula Helmet yet? Well, you should because Fly Racing has redefined expectations in both safety and performance with the Formula Helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring the Rion technology, Conehead EPS and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1,290 grams, we believe the Formula helmet to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Fly Racing Formula helmet changed the game. Okay, uh, Jeffrey Herlins, MXGP of Spain. Uh, good day, game points, 12-point lead now, I think, 96th GP win. Uh, it started off shaky. I was a little worried, but it came good in the end. Yeah, it was. Like, uh, <laughs> if you would ask me this question, second lap in first mode, I was like, oh, this is going to be a tough weekend. But, you know, to uh, fast and time practice in first moto, start was not too bad, but I, I was too slow for the first turn. And, yeah, and the second turn was a mess also. And then I was back like in 10th. But I worked my way throughout the motor up to third, so it wasn't too bad. Uh, at that point, you know, almost lost the red plate again. And then um, and then second moto, we had a much better start, was fourth. And I managed to pass um, straight up Paul Jonas, then Tim, and then obviously Jorge. So to go 3-1 on the day and win my 96 GP win is not too bad. I was quite surprised that you had such a bad start in the first moto because lately... Your starts have been like on point from the moment the gate drops. Like the execution has been perfect, so I was quite surprised to see you actually get a bad start for once. Yeah, actually, the start itself wasn't too bad, but the thing was that the start straight was super long, as you probably have noticed. And um, the bike setup basically is for made for a little, little bit shorter, uh, shorter. Thank you. Uh, shorter uh, star straights like as you can see La Capelle the star straight was like I don't know I don't know exactly but like 30 or 40 percent from this one so I think Arco my stars will be a bit better for here we were struggling a bit because the star straight as you can see was super long but uh, yeah um, yeah yeah I had to there's a lot of variations on the engine I ride with a pretty mellow one and then sometimes you have to lose a bit for the start to have a very nice rideable engine and um, yeah, just I get in trouble when it's really deep, deep ripped, uh, ripped and such a long straight like here. Uh, the first moto was a bit slow and steady. Then the last lap, obviously you saw Prado in the distance. You somehow uncorked another second or two every sector. Like, is, did the whole moto, were you just like, okay, I've got this in me? Or did you even surprise yourself? Thank you. Ciao. Ciao. Uh, yeah, actually I was super surprised. I knew I had to keep charging because last time... I let my my head down a bit sometimes, and and then same with Tushintal, and I was like, yeah, but if if one of the two or three or whatever is in front of me would maybe tip over, I would not be there. So I just keep pushing, and now actually it happened. So I got paid for uh, paid back for my energy what I put in. So actually I'm super happy to uh, yeah to at least gain one position. Um, which I don't know if it gave me my, the overall anyway, but at least it helped me to get the overall. What is your deal with third gear? Because every GP, pit board, third gear, third gear, third gear. Do you use it too much or not enough? Not enough. Because <laughs> uh, I forget the shift. Like, that, that, that's the thing. 50 you know? days. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm so good on a 250. Like, like if it, I, I stop practicing some days on a 250 and I'm, I'm matching speed with a 450. Just And that's what I said. My bike is really mellow and I can really open that bike, you know, like... It's 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 like it feels a bit like a 250 at times, you know. So, um, but then when you like once again, you know, when you get such a long start, or so uh, deep ripped, yeah, then I'm a little bit struggling. Um, 
because we have engines with way more power, but it's just my own decision like to, to not run it because then I'm, I'm more fighting the bike, let's say, as, as now I can just enjoy the bike, enjoy the track, and it's, yeah, the bike is yeah great to ride, you know? How uh, sketchy was the finish jump with Pauls in the second race? He was close, wasn't he? Well, I just heard everyone scream, and I was like, oh, finish jump, not again. <laughs> and I saw the replay on TV, and yeah, like, it looked maybe even sketchier than the Prado thing. Yeah, but he was, I, I don't understand, like, when you're behind, like, it's the third time this year, first Monticelli, then what happened with Jorge, he just cross-rumped. And now this, I don't understand, like when you're behind someone or you're just right in front of them, why the hell you cross-jumping or when maybe slow down just a little bit or whatsoever, just if that would have parked. Like, I don't know what to say, because that would be my third third crash then. But uh, I feel like I could do nothing about it because yeah, I was in front of him and he just scrubbed and he scrubbed like really close to me. Um, but luckily it all went good, so, uh, and good, all good, but. Yeah, it's not the first time it happened because I remember in Argentina he also uh, jumped yeah. on the back of me like six years ago. So, yeah. Uh, last thing, you've done a lot of races in a row. You did the Nations. Uh, you had the Prado thing which dinged your leg up. Yeah. How are you feeling fitness-wise and just like, is the slog getting to you? Actually, like I was I was speaking to, to my guy Ruben this week. I was like, damn, we're halfway of October. Like, I can't believe, like, honestly, we still like, got five races to go. And it's like in three weeks or three and a half weeks, the season is, damn, it's over, you know? Like, well, I've got a feeling I'm in August somewhere. So it's... Uh, it's crazy to know, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's almost done deal. Like especially that that Italy thing, you know, with three rounds in, in one week, and then again a Sunday, Wednesday, then it goes quick. Okay, uh, Roman Fevre, uh, MXGP of Spain. I don't I don't know how to like talk about your day because like France, you were so fast, so good. Like you're riding unbelievable, unbelievably at the moment. But for some reason, the overall wins just aren't coming. And like second race was a crash at the start and a bad start. So like. That's an obvious reason, but it must be frustrating because you are riding so good, like you're so close. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a bit. Um, I came always close to the overall, and then um, finally didn't make it happen. So uh, yeah, but it's like this. Um, I mean, I try to be um, consistent, and uh, for sure now we are coming close to the end. So we have to take everything uh, we can. So. Like first moto, I was feeling really good. I had a really good feeling from the morning, and um, track was really good. Uh, they prepared it really good. I think it's it's been a long, long time that the track wasn't like that. I mean, uh, it was grippy all day long, uh, which which was really good. And uh, and yeah, uh, first moto, I feel comfortable, and yeah, I was uh, really. Uh, pushing behind Prado and then uh, make the pass and then uh, make a comfortable lead and win the race so which which I closed the gap again to the ch to the first place at, at the championship and then a uh, second moto I had the end let's say a bad start I just touched elbow with uh, Jonas where he was uh, on my outside and then um, and then the first turn I was behind Jeffrey on completely on the inside so I wasn't that bad, and uh, I think I was around maybe seven, eight, um, and then uh, third corner. Then coming down the hill, uh, I tried to take the inside line, and then I touch. Yeah, I, we touch under bar with someone I don't know who, and uh, yeah, I crashed. So uh, for sure, it's never good to crash the first lap. Uh, I lost. Uh, I mean, I was dead last. And then uh, I say, um, uh, like, um, 
then I really have to fight again, like uh, to make even the better moto as the first one, just to to grab yeah. some points, and uh, which I could do. I came back seven, which which I never thought about. So uh, riding was good, and uh, yeah, it's like this. Uh, uh, still good points. Uh, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy of the first moto. My speed, my start are not the best at the moment, which I will work next week. But um, overall, it's not a bad weekend, let's say. Uh, any reason why your jump out of the gate in the second moto wasn't very good? Like, obviously, the other guy swallowed you up, was it? I thought maybe even it was because you were thinking so much about, like, I've got to get a good start, I've got to get a good start, that you were almost too much in your head. I don't know. Yeah, not yeah, not really. Uh, I was just uh, yeah focused like always, but um, but yeah, I think I had a, not a bad start. But I like uh, we just came together with Jonas, we touched elbows, and I thought I will go like uh, over him to pass him, and then uh, yeah, I did not. Uh, he, he came, yeah, he came, uh, yeah, he just when we touch, he yeah, he go on the front a little bit, and then he closed. So um, yeah, from that I could not do much. But uh, yeah, start it's always a competition. Like at the start, and like the small things you make wrong, then uh, yeah, you don't start on front. So it's difficult. Uh, can be reaction, can be a little bit everything. But uh, I will study yeah the the data that we have, the video, and then uh, yeah, work this week on that. Looking at your season as a whole, like I said at the start, like you could have seven GP wins at this point. You've been that good consistently, sand, hard pack, mud, hot, dry conditions. Like you've been so good everywhere, maybe even the best all round rider this season. It's been that good. The start of the season, you were obviously crashing and that caused you to throw away a couple of GP wins. But now I can't, I feel like you've gotten better with the mistakes. I don't feel like the mistakes are really there anymore. So I don't know what it is. It's almost like you're missing like 0.5%, like something so small that it's hard to put a finger on it. Like, do you know what will give you that little extra edge to start reeling off GP wins? Like, today was bad luck, but France and stuff like that. Uh, tough question, but it's on my mind. Uh, yeah, it's tough. Um, yeah, for sure. Like, the beginning of the season, I crashed many times, like a small crash, which I throw away a lot of race win, I think, and GP. But that's how, how it was, and then I, yeah, we work on that, and which from uh, maybe Germany or even before, I'm better. I don't crash, uh, I'm riding really good, I don't make so many, many, many mistakes. So that's uh, really good, I'm not like over, um, I'm not over riding myself. So I think, um, yeah, like you say, I'm a consistent and fast rider at the moment, but yeah, um, yeah, it's not not all uh, like main of the things is the start for sure um, for sure because yeah if you start on the front uh, like first moto I was second and yeah your life is so much easier so um, I think this is the key point and uh, if you just you see the example of Prado uh, yeah he's always on the front and even if he's not the fastest then yeah he can hold for maybe for like 15 minutes yeah. But still, he can finish like on the podium. So uh, I think the last piece of the puzzle will be um, the start, which I'm not bad at it. But uh, I need I need to be maybe a little bit more consistent on that. And uh, and yeah, um, I think it's gonna be the last piece. Yeah. Obviously, 
you're deep in this title fight. Uh, there's five rounds to go. You haven't actually finished top three in a championship in a while. You've had fourths and fifths. Are you in a position, though, where you're so close that come the end of the season, it's first or nothing? Or would you be like, OK, second is a improvement over previous years. I, I'll take that. Or are you championship mindset? No, first or nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, like you say, we are so tight. Top three guys, then for sure. The, if you are not winning, then we will be all disappointed at that point because we are so close to the end and uh, yeah, we are still tight. So for sure, everyone can be champion or from all of of um, the top three. So now, uh, first, it's um, it's to be champion. That's the goal. And yeah, if not, then um, for sure. Um, I will be disappointed, but for sure, second place, it's still good. But yeah, it's not, uh, like I say, where we are at the moment, we will be disappointed for sure. And you're going into good tracks for you because last Trentino last year, you were very, very fast. And that was with your last year form. Uh, and then obviously you won Mantova last year. So like, you're in a you're in a nice spot and you're, it's not like you're going to tracks that you suck on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, that's really good for me. I like Arco. We have three GP there which um, I hope I can make the difference there. And uh, Mantova, which I really like also. Uh, so yeah, it's, let's say it's positive for us. Yeah. Uh, last thing, probably another hard question, but that's what I do. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm here for. Are you happy at the moment? Because like I say, ridiculously fast, you're winning motos, you're second in the championship, you're right in this thing. There's so much to be happy about. Or are you focusing on the, I need to win GPs? Like, are you, is the needing to win GPs thing almost taken away from all of the happy things? Uh, yeah, yeah, but not some, I'm not like uh, so focused to win GPs. I just take, yeah, I just do my best every race. I'm not like, uh, even if I won the first moto, I wasn't like, uh, like, uh, like I have to win the second, the second race. I just do my best every time without thinking too much. I think, and I think it's it's what, like uh, it's a positive things from what I learned before. And um, yeah, at the moment, let let's say it's not working that well, like the overall result. But uh, yeah, that's how it is. Um, for sure, to win the. The, the the championship uh, I will have to win races and maybe GP but uh, I try I try and uh, but yeah I'm happy at the moment I really feel like like yeah comfortable fast my shape is good so yeah for sure I have no 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 sense to be uh, negative but um, but yeah it's close and for sure um, like first moto I was one point from the red plate and now I'm 12. So in one moto, so everything can happen, but uh, we are still like uh, for the battle of the title. So um, let's see Narco what I can do. Okay, uh, Paul's Jonas, MXGP of Spain. Another, we say this all the time, another very good day for you. Probably better than the results even show. First moto, you went with Jeffrey pretty good after he passed you. Yeah. And I don't think anyone even noticed. Like I randomly looked up and was like, oh, <laughs> he's gone with him. Uh, so yeah, again, just a super positive day. I just don't know why this isn't leading to more podiums. 
Yeah, you know, uh, I already was laughing. I was saying I'm uh, Mr. Six this year. This year. It's always six. Doesn't matter the model scores, I will be overall six. So it's again uh, sixth place overall. But yeah, riding was pretty okay. First model, I uh, didn't get the best of starts. And uh, just, yeah, like you said, when Jeffrey passed me, I tried to stick with him as long as I could. And, uh, you know, then he made some passes quicker and I just uh, stayed there. But also second moro the riding was okay you know i got really good start and was riding third or fourth and then just made one small mistake and then brian and tony passed me and yeah that was pity uh because i felt really good and like also the mechanics said i had the second uh best fast second best lap time in the second moro so the speed is there uh it's just like you said uh missing the podiums <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what it is though, because speed's fair. Your starts aren't bad, like they're not yeah. amazing. You're not hole shotting, but you're there. It's not like you're coming from 12th each time. Like, I don't know what it is that you need for that extra little bit. Yeah, I just think I need to take a little bit extra risk. Like, uh, I already told the uh, team in France also that I'm just a little bit maybe too cautious, too careful, not riding 100%, but maybe 98% yeah. at some moments. And that's, that's the difference, you know, because when you see the front guys, they were not so far ahead. But it's still just that little extra and you know, the starts are good, but I'm always like four or five in the starts. Maybe if I get a whole shot, it's a little bit different story, but uh, there are some things to work on. But overall, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy like how the season has been going and uh, the results are good, the speed is good. And, you know, let's not forget, uh, I skipped all last year almost. So uh, it's it's been a long time off before. So it's just still now, I think only I'm getting in the rhythm and starting to feel that I belong with the front guys. So uh, it, it took a while, but now I think I'm there. I just need to put all the pieces together. Yeah, it is a weird one because like you missed all of last year and then the year before your rookie year, that was kind of a so-so year because you were coming off your knee. So yeah. like in a way, I mean, it's a bit of a stretch, but this is kind of your f first good rookie season where you can go like, this is a solid go of it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, like uh, your rookie season and then the last season, yeah, there was not so much riding, you know, obviously, but uh, there was a lot of riding, but not so much racing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, now it's just like first full season without any big injuries for sure, you know, a uh, small injury there, here and there, and uh, some painkillers during the season, but that's for everyone, you know, and uh, it's just part of racing, and I just need to, to get going because, you know, with those front guys, it's, it's good when you are with them you know then you get that confidence and uh, can get going uh, faster i guess that's why you're riding at 98 percent as well like okay results are very important but for you i guess you want to get through the season healthy because then that's important for next year yeah for sure that was also like i was talking with that uh, with the team boss last week with him and uh I said like, yeah, I feel like I'm riding with 98%. I need to take some risk. But he said like, yeah, if you take extra risk, then maybe you finish 10th instead of yeah. five. I said, okay, but if it pays off, maybe you're on the podium. <laughs> so it's like now also, I I know that I can be better. So it's frustrating sometimes when I'm riding. I feel like, yeah, something's holding me back that I can go faster. But uh, yeah, it's like you said, I'm just maybe a little bit too careful because of the injuries from the past. and. It's just need to take more time and uh, need to get going. And I think when I feel that I'm ready to go, then I'll be uh, batting for podiums every weekend. Tell me about the uh, second moto incident with Jeffrey over the finish. Because, I, okay, so I just spoke to Jeffrey. I didn't see it, I just heard everyone scream, oh. which was never a good sign. Then I saw it on TV and oh my God, 
very, like, I'm glad you're alive, I'm glad he's alive, I'm, I'm glad everyone's alive. <laughs> yeah, I think Jeffrey was already in the mid there like two times watching, you know, he's all like, oh, not, not again, you know? Yeah, he said about, he yeah. said about Argentina in the MX2 days, yeah. he was like, I had a flashback to that. Yeah, because like, you know, he passed me there and we were quite close, so like, we both scrubbed and then like, yeah, we were still quite close and then he looked like two times and tried to pull it away and I'm like also the other side but uh, yeah it was quite close and yeah lucky we are alive because I said also to uh, I said I asked the team I said hey did you see that it was quite close eh? <laughs> but yeah it was good it was good <laughs> obviously um you missed this GP last year first time here uh, what did you think good GP yeah actually like this year with the spectators and everyone around it was quite crazy it was impressive you know uh, I think that's the most uh, people what they have had this year and uh, it was really cool and uh, also the track was not too bad, maybe they ripped too deep in some places so the lines were a bit uh, too deep but the track is pretty good and you know here at least we had some passes not like in La Capelle so it was a better uh, racetrack. And uh, last thing, like I say you missed all of last year, this is a heavy calendar, a lot of races in a row, are you starting to feel it or are you feeling okay? Uh, Actually, what I'm starting to feel is that I've been, I've been uh, riding and training for a really long time already. Because, you know, I started riding in November, actually, where all, when all the guys stopped the season. And I just started riding then. And uh, I've been flat out since then. Because in the beginning, they said, yeah, the calendar will start uh, in March. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I get ready for that. Then it comes that time. And it's like, oh, no, it's two months postponed. And it's like, oh, yeah, what do we do now? So... I've been quite flat out since uh, since November or even before with the physical training. So I'm starting to feel a little bit, uh, let's say, uh, more mentally tired than physically. But now I just try to also during the week to take a little bit, let's say, less riding to increase the productivity, productivity not uh, just to have like more time on the bike, but uh, to be, uh, yeah, just, just with 100%. Uh, I should ask this as well. When we spoke about your deal for next year in Turkey, you said there were still some bits to be sorted out. I think your bits are now sorted out. So happy the direction things are going for next year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really happy. You know, I'm uh, happy to stay with the team. And, uh, you know, um, everyone is so great here. The bike is good. The people are good. The mechanics, just everyone, you know. And uh, I, just, I just didn't want to change anything. And, uh, you know, I want to stay with those guys for as long as possible. And uh, I want to bring some good results for them. Dirk Grubel, MXGP of Spain. Uh, it's been an up and down year for the team. Obviously, there were some very low points. And in those low points, if I could have shown you a crystal ball and show you where you're at now, you probably wouldn't have believed me. But things with all three riders are going very nicely at the moment. So it must be, it must be enjoyable coming to the races again. Yeah, there was a hard time and then some kind of turnaround point. And uh, yeah, now we, we, we really look good. We look in line with Jeffrey for the championship. I mean, it's going to be a championship down to the, to the last race. This is clear. Every week something weird happens and the red plate changes from brand to brand and rider to rider. And it's just, it's an amazing championship. It's like this. It's so close racing, and, but it's also hard riding up front, like the top six, seven guys. Poor. You can, it's been a while you've seen something like this, to be honest. And it's, it's nice to watch. And I think for the spectators, what are finally back also, it's really good racing and uh, they enjoy themselves and we enjoy racing again. And yeah, 100%. I mean, with, with Jeffrey, it's, yeah, he just puts everything in and uh, hopefully we can bring it home in the end. It's still a couple of races, but we're on a good way and he's in good mood and riding is just uh, top notch. With Tom, he shows every week 
he's one of the fastest and uh, yeah he wins or he, he ends up podium and nice to see he catch up already really good with points he's only 10 points behind second place in, in standings now what is amazing um, first place is a bit too far away but it's not over till it's over because also other people can have happen something or whatever you never know so we keep fighting for that um, nice to see also our youngster René finally got grips with uh, with his form and uh, his belief and what he's able to and like he had his first podium and he was fastest guy in a mix of nations and yeah now he's, you can see a different guy out on the on the track he if he gets past he fights back he doesn't give up he just hangs in there and results speaks for itself now he was again fifth overall today and it's nice to see a young guy like him also coming along and no I think our program works with um with Jeffrey, you say it's a close championship. It's actually, I've been meaning to ask all of the riders this. Uh, Roman, Tim, Jeffrey, they've never really been in a championship like this. Most times, it sucks, but most times in MXGP, by this point in the season, the leader has got a 700-point lead. You, from a management perspective, is it different? Like, does this feel different to any other title fight you've been involved in? Like, does, obviously, it's more intense, but like the way you, that you deal with things, is that even different? Nah. I mean, it's in every title chase we ever had. Even if you, we proved ourselves wrong in the past. Like <laughs> Jeffrey Herling's leading a championship with 150 points and still losing it by three points. So uh, it's not over till it's over, you know. And a lot of stuff happens, and it, it's a crazy world out there. And, and racing is very close together lately, more closer than in the past. Like you say, now, yeah, in, in four weeks we had three red plate holders. So yeah. this is, it's amazing. But it's nice to see. And we do our job every week and f- try to put the best bike out there. So does the others. And, and but you can see everybody stepped it up. The game is closer, and it's it's a nice game at the moment. And it's it's I think it's it's fantastic for the sport finally after such weird years like last year and half year of this. And and now finally the racing is good. You know the crowd comes back, and it's good to see. It's a good for for the sport. How much was your heart in your mouth during the second moto when Jeffrey had his? thing with pools in the air because um yeah it looked well i mean we've seen it before <laughs> i don't know what's going on but it looks like that was happening again <laughs> yeah it was a, a bit of freak moment because uh, joel said he was somewhere else than us i was pit lane you don't see so good no. how it happens there but he was behind the jump and he said uh, in, a, in his view they touched so i don't know if they touched i hope not but uh, yeah, close call again because yeah, these guys they just whip it out, and I'm not surprised sometimes they trade paint. Or, but as long as everybody stays on two wheels, it's 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 okay. But everything else is just not good for your nervous system. That's clear. Tell me about um, tell me about Tom's new deal. Obviously, like you had to sign him. Obviously, he's that good. But four years is a long time. So why that length? Obviously, it gives him a good chance to learn an MXGP. But why a contract that big? To be honest, I don't know. I, I knew we were negotiating with him, but normally we do two years, three years, but I don't know why he signed for a four-year deal. I, I, you need to ask him. I, I honestly don't know, but I'm happy because he's a nice guy and a good rider, and, and I see a lot of potential also in MX1, but he will need, he need time yeah. to develop, of course. I mean, uh, no, luckily we have him next year again in MX2, and yeah, going to be a good year, hopefully. And then we, we move on to MX1 and he, he has potential, he has, he has talent and he has also a good work ethic and yeah, so time will tell. 
here's an interesting one. What do you think of um, what do you think of the talent coming through at the moment? Because obviously EMX two fifty has some good years, where there are five guys you could sign, and all of them are going to win GPs in MX two. At the moment, in both MX two and in EMX two fifty, and even EMX one two five, I feel like Europe's in a bit of a drought. Um, if you're an MX two team looking for an MX two rider, I don't know where you go. So, do you see? almost like tough times ahead as to where you're going to find your next Jeffrey Hurlings, Tom Vial from? We have been lucky in the past, like you say, but like now looking at the, at the MX, it's... I watched a couple of races now and I don't know, there's nobody really there who flashed me, you know. There's nobody out there like last year, Mattia or, or Thibaut and yeah, you just saw something in them you know you say okay they're good now they will be good also in MX2 maybe it takes me a year or whatever but uh, they prove us wrong they've been even on podium straight away and Matia even winning a GP and, but at the moment yeah you're right I agree uh, it's a bit of a dry zone so let's see maybe still always come somebody through if they move up Sometimes they surprise you. They, they. I mean, Tom also was not a, a, a rising star in a year mix, to be honest. But he proved us wrong, or, or proved it in a good way, moving to MX2 and and then uh, winning races and stuff. So, but at the moment, yeah, it's a bit. I don't know. Like you say, it's. It looks. Uh, we need to look at the longer picture than uh, in the next two years. Like, yeah. I'm uh, very impressed by Rene. He is your next in line after Tom I guess like it's weird because he gets a bit of a he's Austrian so obviously that is good but also some people go oh well he's Austrian of course he rides a KTM but he's here because he's a very good rider with a lot of potential and I guess what you're seeing now obviously you knew that was coming all along otherwise he wouldn't be under his tent no of course he has the Austrian bonus a little, a little bit let's say I mean he's been with us since ever he was a test rider for R&D in his uh, amateur years and so on and um, but yeah, he came along. He came through the ranks, and, and it's not we took him because he's from Austria, and we want to have an Austrian rider on an Austrian brand, and that's a must. No, he still need to come along with uh, results, and he does. And yeah, unfortunately, last year started off with the wrong foot. He didn't have so many races because he got hurt too early. Uh, this year started a bit hesitant, but still have that big injuries in his head. What he had over the last three years. And yeah, now it seems like finally got a grip, and and he's a different guy, and he's riding well, racing good, and he has potential. He just need to to build on it, and like if he does another step like now, then we're talking top three. And uh, last thing, uh, second time to this track, it changed a bit today. A lot of fans, looks impressive from a. If you're an outsider coming to a motocross race, it looks impressive. Happy we come here. I feel like you can't judge this against St. John, Erne, Tushintal, Matali. Judging it against Indonesia and places like that, this is a good track. Obviously, it doesn't compare to the natural well, old ones, but for a man-made track, I feel like this is good. But uh, what says you? No, it's... Seeing it last year and this year is two different venues, let's yeah. say. You know, I mean, the track's about the same. They changed a little bit. It was better or worse, I cannot tell. But um, no, they made they made a, they did a good job here. I mean, it's a good location. It's it's on the outskirts of Madrid, so you get heaps of people. Yeah. What is not always the case, even if you're close to a city. Uh, they put up all these grandstands, so I think all the spectators had a good view on, on let's say at least two parts of the. We didn't, but they did. <laughs> yeah, two 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 thirds of the track, and uh, 
that's nice. Yeah. That's why you come to races. And uh, no, I, in my opinion, they did a good job. And uh, it's compact. You're close to the highway. It's it's not a bad thing, you know, for the whole infrastructure to move in here quickly and have your race and move out. But no, like you say, overseas they should step it up a bit to this level what we have now here. Would ni- would be nice to see. You can't compare these new ones, even if it's a man-made track. But he uses a little bit the let's say the the natural terrain. It's not you, you're not playing a soccer field, let's say, you know, and just putting what we had in Thailand, for example, <laughs> and, and, and even Indonesia. I don't like that so much. That is not really motocross. Then it's then it's kind of stadium or something, you know. But um, yeah, since I'm old school, I always will vote for the old school tracks yeah. as well. And uh, but this is something in between, and it's it's not a bad way to to do it. Jed Beaton, MXGP of uh, Spain. Kind of similar to France, you're a podium contender all day, you had the speed. This time you got it done, uh, you got up there first time since Turkey. So it's been a little while, so yeah, I guess you're happy with the day. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a good day. It's always a nice day when you're on the podium, but I mean, the my problem today was honestly, like my starts were good. So um, it was just the first couple of turns, I lost a heap of positions and it was just like, I guess in the wrong place at the wrong time, like where I was. Um, so yeah, that was the most difficult part I'd say. Um, and yeah, I feel like I have the speed to like run there, but um, yeah, honestly, I'm just too far behind straight away. Um, them, them guys, they seem to get the start straight and then they push the first three laps and they've got that, that 10 second gap that they just hold the whole time and then, uh, by the time I'm like in that position, I feel like I look across the track and I can stay in the same kind of spot. Um, honestly, the second moto, it wasn't like that. I mean, I pushed a lot at the start and I actually caught those guys in the first couple of laps. And then, um, yeah, I, I put a little bit too much effort into the first couple of laps and then, uh, yeah, didn't really have what it, what it takes to run with them the, the second moto. But, um, I mean, yeah, like we say, it's a, it's a decent day still. I mean... I'm pretty over getting fourth, but at the same time, it's still, um, yeah, it's still solid points. And I mean, um, that's always what I've been saying lately is my plan to just be solid both races now, get good starts and then see where we are at the end of the championship. You say you're over getting fourth, but what about, um, what, what about, but what about um, getting third overall? Are you over that? Because I, I believe, and I did believe that you are a GP winner. Like you, sh- you could be winning GPs. You should be winning GPs. Obviously, your MX2 career is coming to a close. So is that getting more frustrating? Like, is a third overall not as sweet as it um, as it used to be? Yeah, it's for sure. Like, I mean, I used to be so pumped when I'd get third overall, um, and then now it's like, yeah, it's good. I'm. I mean, I'm happy with it, but at the same time, I'm a little bit disappointed because I know that I I put in a lot of work, you know, and I feel like I should be up there battling with those guys. And, yeah, in the end of the day, it's it's what we all work for, and I guess you're only happy when you, you're winning, I'd say. Um, but, yeah, it's all part of it, all part of the job. I mean, I'm going to go home and work just as hard, just as hard again and, and then just see what we uh, can do for the last couple rounds. Um, I mean... Everyone says it's the end of the series, but we've still got a lot of racing to go and a lot of motos. It's just all in a short period of time, so I feel like there's still a lot of points to be made. So, um, yeah, like I said, I'm just going to do my best every round from now out. Get some good starts, and uh, that's the most important for me. I feel like I've got my starts pretty good now, so that's just one thing that's going to help me be up there battling with those guys um, 
So yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much my plan from here on out. Are you thinking about the fact that like your MX2 career is coming to an end? Obviously, you're thinking about it in from the perspective of a deal next year, but from a MX2 results perspective, are you like, oh, time's running out to tick this box, this box, and this box in my MX2 career? Yeah, I mean, not really. I'm, um, I don't know. I said to myself the other day, like, uh, I was, I seen something that someone posted somewhere that like I'd got. Uh, I don't know how many podiums it was exactly now in MX2, and I mean, I guess not a lot of people can say that they've got podiums in, in MX2 class and stuff like that. So like, I'm pretty content. Obviously, I wanna, I wanna go out and, and get some wins, but that's regardless of uh, whether it's my last year in the MX2 or not. Like, it's just a goal of mine to go out there and do it. And like I said before, that's what we work hard for, and and it's always a goal. So um, that that would ultimately be. Uh, yeah, the coolest thing to probably get a GP win before I step out of MX2. Um, but yeah, in the other way, I'm I'm kind of <clears throat> pretty excited to to make the move to MXGP as well because I'm quite a big guy uh, on a 250. So I mean, I'm not really uh, yeah hating the fact that I have to move out of MX2 if I'm going to say that. Um, I think we're running out of time. So last thing. Uh, you have got a bit of time, so you can answer this properly. Don't rush it on me. Uh, next year, we haven't talked since Turkey. I feel like nothing's done. There's no big secret. But I feel like things are at least more positive. And like, whereas Turkey, you were kind of not even off the start line. I feel like you're somewhere in the middle there now of getting a deal. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's in the works, I'd say. Um, compared to Turkey, I had pretty much nothing. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's looking pretty good. I mean... I try not to have too much to do with it and that's the reason why I got a manager. It's like like we are saying before, it's the end of my MX2 career so I'm going to focus on doing the best I can there and not having to worry about that sort of shit on the other side um, because, I mean, it can cause a fair bit of stress and, and stuff like that for, for no reason. I mean, if you have someone handling it, like I literally don't think about it anymore, which is a good thing, but um, before when I had a manager I was always thinking to myself like ah when am I going to get something or hopefully something comes along yeah. soon and and stuff like that but I mean I have I have confidence now in my manager and I feel like he'll get the job done for me and um, yeah something will for sure be there. Uh, Clyde Wolf, MXGP of Spain, um, good day, speed was good, some good battles, you aired the uphill triple a lot, that looked great. Um, Results weren't great because a big crash in the second one and you broke on your nose, so not good from that point, but still, like, I feel like this was a good day. Maybe not, though. Um, yeah, it started off really good, actually. Time practice P4, uh, only two tenths off from Paul, so um, I was pretty happy with that. Um, then the first motor didn't get the best start, but still managed to get P6, I think. Six. So, um, yeah, my riding was good. Had some big battles. Um, yeah, but the shit thing is at the moment, like, we have had big crashes this year with cross jumping, and some riders still cross jumping. So um, yeah, it's quite sketchy. But I, I think they will learn one day. So um, yeah, um, but had some big battles and um, yeah, managed to stay in front of them. So um, yeah, P6 was really good in that first moto. Uh, second moto had a really good start actually. It was around P4, P3 actually I think, and then Jet passed me for fourth. So, uh, or fifth, I don't know anymore. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what place I was in. But um, I was just going forward. I didn't I didn't mind what was going ahead. So, um, 
yeah, was a good battle also in the second moto. Uh, then made a little crash, uh, lost the front, and then um, yeah, found back my rhythm actually really good, really fast also. So, um, but then had a big crash and broke my nose again. So, um, yeah, like broke your nose again. Yeah. When did you do it before? Um, Lomo last year. Oh yeah. Okay. But then I broke it on four places, so now it's only broken on one place. So. Oh, that's good. So at least <laughs> it's a step in a good direction, but <laughs> no, um, yeah, it is what it is. So the first moto battle with gifting that everyone loved on TV because it looks amazing. You didn't enjoy it. Um, you enjoyed passing him, but that was it. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed passing him, but when I was behind him and he knew I was on his rear wheel or like on the left side or right side of him, it doesn't matter. Like it's not that it was only when I was on the left side yeah. that he like just does something wrong on the takeoff and I'll always go to the left but just left right didn't matter where I would go he just cross jumped me so um, yeah that was pretty dangerous and I also told him that but yeah I think they will learn one day like you seen with Prado the other day like yeah. I did it okay in that situation like if you rode the track like people having a lot of uh, hate on Prado yeah. but if you rode that track you knew that line would go to the outside because you would set it up nice again for the next yeah. turn. Like you come around pit lane, it's a left-hander. You come like on the outside of yeah. it and you like jump to the right again to set up the next turn. So that one was- your team Prado. Poor I'm, Jeff, poor Jeff. No, I'm, I'm no one's <laughs> team, but like I raced that track. So like, I like, okay, I sh could see it happen. Yeah. Like, because also in the second motor, like, I just rode that line and automatically you jump to the right yeah. so um, yeah I'm actually no one's team but <laughs> I'm joking it's fine <laughs> it's just okay it was just I don't know like just a big crash and uh, yeah your crash in the second moto uh, what happened um, it was just before the finish line on the single uh, I lost the front and then the rear followed actually and uh, just went sideways and had a high side so yeah that ended up broken, breaking my nose again, but um, hopefully we can be back in um, Arco next weekend and uh, we will see. I can't remember if EMX 250 were here last year, were they? Yeah. Okay, well your second time at this track then, uh, what did you think of it, what did you think of it as a GP, all of that good stuff? Um, be honest, come on. <laughs> okay, like last weekend also, we have proper tracks in France, we have proper tracks in Spain, like let's say Red Sand or Belle Pouch or whatever, yeah. and then we make a track like this again, like I spoke with the guys, it was just like a field again before yeah. they came here, so, um, oh what, so it didn't stay here from last no. year, like only a few takeoffs, like the triple stayed, like the takeoff, yeah. um, like the rest was completely gone, huh, <laughs> what, <laughs> why, Okay. He's just trying to get in your head. Okay. He's he's getting in your head for next we week. We have some proper tracks in Spain, like Red Sand, Bel Why do they want to go here? But also in France, like yeah, I don't I don't really get it. But um, it's the way it is, and we um, have to just go for it and just ride it. So. Um, last thing, because other people think you're talking too much. Apparently, the haters. Um, <laughs> Your first full season in MX2, a uh, lot of races, very tight calendar. Are you starting to feel a bit tired and like, is it getting to you a little bit? 
No, like, as you could see, like, the first mode I was fighting till the end, so... We still got some energy left and uh, hopefully we can also show some good results in the last few races. Mikhail Harrop, uh, MXGP of Spain. First things first, do you believe that I took a photo with a fan today? Absolutely not. Okay. I think, yeah. I think, you're, I think you're bluffing. Did you take a photo with a fan today? Plenty. Oh. So many oh. I cannot count. I was hoping you were going to say none because then I was going to go, ah, well. Hey man, I'm Mikhail Harrop, what do you think? Well, you were on the podcast last week, so that like That's, makes you big. That, that is possibly why. Because it's actually a few guys came and said, oh man, you were so great on the MX Vice podcast last weekend. And so they said, oh, you didn't tell us what you were doing next year and that was shit. <laughs> well, that is true though. You keep secrets. It's fine. It's, well, we have to wait a little bit. It makes it more exciting, or not? I think I know now. You do? It's fine. I think I do. I'll tell you after. Okay, okay. Okay. Anyway, today, you're definitely going in a good direction, like I said last week. Yeah. Um, do you want to know how I know you're going in a good direction? Time practice this morning, yeah. you wheelied the whole way through the waves. Oh, I saw him. that <laughs> and I went, he's feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, at that point I was P5 or P6, I don't know. And uh, actually my mechanic has told me for several weekends now, Mikko, it's time to loosen up. It's time to give something for the fans as well. And I did my job already, you know, I made a good qualifying and I thought, okay, fuck it, I'll give something to the fans. And uh, I threw a wheelie past uh, all the public on the Tribune, so it was, it was great. I hope people liked it. I liked it. I thought it was the sickest thing I saw today. It, it looked cool, right? It looked really cool. It's a shame that we didn't get it on video. Actually, it was it, it, it was back when uh, I wrote the Red Bull give me five in Spain. You wrote that? I did. 85? Yeah, I was on the podium, man. I, was finishing I didn't even second. know they had 85s. Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a picture later, but I was on the podium together with Ryan Dungey. I believe it was Ken Roxon or Marvin Musquan and Caroli. And I was on the podium, P2, together with Caroli. I have a picture. It's sick. So you shared a step? Like yeah, you were on the yeah, same... Yeah, we were on the... Yeah, yeah, yeah we Why didn't the they do the podium separate? I mean, I don't know if it, they did it because we would love to, but I mean, I enjoyed it so much. I, I was standing there with the nine-time world champ. Okay, well now I don't care about today. No, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so the reason actually I was talking about Ripple Give Me Five is because I saw... Either it was Dungey or Caroli, but they did the same thing. They threw a wheelie up uh, past the, all the public, yeah. and it looked pretty cool. And now I can do the same, so I thought I might as well do it. <laughs> Dreams do come true. It's true, yeah. Okay, I'm going to ask you one more question about today. Okay. Two more questions about today, okay. then I need to know more about the old Red Bull thing. Um, you are feeling good. You are going in a good direction. Even the results today don't show how good you were feeling, I think. Yeah. Second motor was better, but, mm. like, I think you are really heading in a good direction. And it's almost frustrating that the season's ending. Well, I agree. Obviously, the season is not done yet. There's still five rounds to go, so I have plenty of time to prove. But uh, no, I, I feel like I've done consistent qualifiings now for several rounds, uh, top 10 uh, races as well. Uh, there's a few things I have to work on, obviously. It would be sad if I didn't have anything to work on. Um, but I feel like, yeah, we're going in the right, right direction. Um, and I, yeah, I try to push every weekend, you know, to improve and improve, because I know it will pay off also for next season. You know, it's this is the time for me to learn and and get that experience to uh, be able to race for the championships in the next several years. Uh, what do you think of the track here? Kai does not like it. He's not there anymore, but he does not like it. Very angry. I will agree with him. I will. I will agree with him. I mean the. The track, especially in practice, was super cool. Like, the jumps were nice, uh, the flow was good, but when it started getting rough, it sort of became a one-line track 
Many Same places. as every track pretty much nowadays, isn't it? Yeah, I, I don't know if it's because they water too much or, or the way they make it too technical maybe for people. So instead of getting that speed and be able to cross ruts and stuff like that, we, we will have to be so consistent and just hit the marks and that makes it more difficult to have that great battles, you know? But no, like the venue, great. Uh, the jumps, great. But I, as the day got on, it just got worse and worse in my opinion. Like... The, the the flow on the track was just not 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 as good anymore. Uh, tell me about this Red Bull Give Me Five thing because I remember it. Yeah, I remember being very confused. Were why? You there? No, of course not. I was oh. like thirteen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, okay. Why was I in there? <laughs> uh, um, I remember like hearing about it. Yeah, and I remember being very confused about what the hell it was. Yeah. So was it actually cool? I'm mean, actually interested. I mean, as a rider, it was super cool. Uh, there was, I think, it was a little bit because of uh, Prado at the time. Uh, at least that's what I what did, you, what did you race him 85s yeah, yeah. So he, he was won guy, I guess he was the guy who invited me there we were good friends at the time and were good friends I mean we're still good friends but you know we just should I bring him over and we can <laughs> yeah well if he, if he wants to I mean I uh, no no he's still still a nice guy we just don't talk as much anymore we have our own thing you know yeah. at the time we were just kids and we were chilling between motors and stuff like this but now it's a little bit more serious but anyway they did the. They invited a lot of Americans over. Actually, the track was super sick, great jumps. But they made a little like half supercross, half uh, motocross. Uh, so it was a little bit of both. And yeah, the track was so sick. I enjoyed it so much, and I yeah, I ended up finishing second, which was good at, for me at the time because I was very young. Part of one, I guess. Yeah, he did win. Yeah, he was. He was quicker than us. That was where the friendship ended. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean at that point he was kicking my ass already. He was. By the time I, when I was in the 65, I did my first European Championship. He was there and he won, I believe, the European Championship in 65. Yeah. And I just managed to qualify. So there's the difference, you know. He was already f- way, way further uh, than me uh, when it comes to races and stuff. But uh, but no, it was super cool and great event. And uh, yeah, I wish they would do it more. But I don't know why they did it. I don't know if no, it was like, do I. <laughs> I don't know if it was like a media thing, but. There's not. I haven't seen many videos from it. No, like, that's what I mean. I, I remember hearing it was happening and hearing that like Dungy and all these good riders were there. Yeah. And then like there was no, I couldn't even like from home. I couldn't find out what the hell was going on. Yeah, it's true. But if people want to see it, they can go on my Instagram. The f- I think I believe. Oh, and scroll like ten years back. Yeah, because it's the very first photo I, I, a photo I posted on Instagram. Very first photo. Give a throwback. You see me on a pickup truck after the podium podium ceremony with uh, Kim Sylvester, I believe. Uh, Prado and me and we were sitting in the back and I think I did like two hashtags and I didn't know how to <laughs> spell or write or anything but there you can see at least the sort of the atmosphere I think you can see the tribunes in the back as well with the public so it's pretty cool um, this is long but last thing <laughs> um, you are happy at the moment this, I think this is the happiest you've been in your MX2 career so far like I feel like you've made a bit of a breakthrough I mean the, the, the years before I've been struggling a little yeah. bit to be honest like I tried yeah, I did well in one or two races, but I haven't been consistent. I haven't had that experience of riding the World Championship, you know, going to each round and experiencing the track and the whole thing. Uh, so for me, I'm just learning every weekend. And uh, yeah, it's for for some, maybe they say yeah, it's very late that I learned it because yeah, I was so young coming into the World Championship. But f- for me, it, it means a lot that uh, I'm able to crack the code and be, be able to be uh, more consistent, you know, and f- battle in the top 10. Because it, it's not as easy as you think uh, to be that consistent. But then, but no, it's cool. I'm happy at the moment. But uh, 
I'm, yeah, I still want to keep pushing, you know, and do even better. Uh, Kevin Hawkmo, uh, MXGP of Spain, uh, MX2 today. You're only your third MX2 race of the year, which surprised the hell out of me because I feel like you've done a load, but obviously I'm wrong with that. Um, results weren't what you're capable of, I don't think. I think you're capable of a lot more. So I guess frustrating from that point of view, but it must just feel so good to get back into MX2. Like this is where you want to be. I'd imagine that you come to a round that you're doing MX2 and you're just stoked. Yeah, of course, uh, it's quite nice to do MX2, but uh, yeah, it wasn't my day and struggled a uh, little bit with the track and stuff, but uh, I think the riding was quite well, but yeah, bad starts uh, hindered me a little bit. was between the factory guys on the start, so was good over the gate and going into turn one. It's not like the European, here they keep it wide open, so when I close the gas, they just went straight so I was almost last in both the starts and yeah in race one uh, I had a loose handguard from the first or second lap and that hindered me a little bit when turning to the left and then uh, in race two I struggled with passing but uh, yeah it's difficult coming from EMX to the MX2 but it's nice I feel like it's where I belong and yeah on a day like that, uh, when I'm 16 in Moto2, I'm 16, 16th uh, best 250 <laughs> in the world. Not like European when you question where yeah. would I been in MX2. So, yeah, that's it. Do you actually think then doing EMX 250, you like forget a little bit how to race against the MX2 guys? Like you forget how intense it is. You forget that you can't leave even the slightest little door open. Like, is it almost like you forget like the muscle memory a little bit? Yeah, I think so, because uh, this year uh, me and Lapucci and occasionally some other guys have been a little bit in front. Yeah. And here I'm in the back and battling like 10 guys at the same time, so obviously it's uh, different. But uh, I think uh, we had some good pace in the EMX this year. And it didn't quite show here, but in like in Majora I was battling uh, just outside top 10 and it's not so many riders yeah. uh, gone then like it's now so yeah yeah and Majora even I can't remember exactly but you had like the fastest time somewhere you had like I think you had the fastest sector time in a race because I remember being like how is this guy not in MX2 but actually that leads me to my next question coming into these races are you putting pressure on yourself to prove that you belong in MX2 like do you when you come to race in MX2, do you want to prove yourself a little bit? Yeah, I think so. And in the beginning of the season, when I did those uh, jump into yeah. MX2 in like in Majora, I didn't have that pressure. But now it's contract time and I'm looking for something in MX2. And if I stay here or another team or whatever, nothing is signed yet. So, yeah, I think uh, that has been a little bit mentally for me the two last weeks. Also, La Capelle on the European Championship wasn't the best for me. And also here, like, I'm riding tight, not like I've been riding yeah. all the year. And I think that's mentally because it's, yeah, contract time. You don't have anything for next year then? I was going to, you don't, I guess you've got options, but nothing is done, deal, signed or anything like that. No, I'm waiting for some proposals. So uh, nothing is signed yet. And I'm just uh, waiting. I'm uh, on the bad end here. <laughs> But uh, I hope that it's possible to find something for MX2. Them MX2 teams have spoken to you, surely. Someone must <laughs> yes. have spoken to you. Because otherwise I've got to start... I don't know if you've got an agent, maybe you need one, but you need to be in MX2. 
Yeah, I think I need an agent. It <laughs> uh, would be a hell of a lot easier to let everybody know, but yeah, I think it's possible to go to MX2. It's not that, but uh, you also want a good bike and a good team. And I feel like where I am is really good, yeah. but I'm still waiting for the proposal. Yeah, I guess the last thing you want to do is go into MX2 with a bad team and then all year you're not getting the results that you deserve and everyone thinks, oh, he's shit, when really you're dealing with a shit situation. Been there, done that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, obviously. Uh, but it's difficult to know beforehand, so I think I'm going to be more open this year and yeah, don't try to hide it from anyone yeah. and... Uh, just see where we end up. Well, this interview is a good start to being open. Um, <laughs> have you enjoyed this year? Or have you just been like, oh, I'm doing EMX 250. I don't want to be an EMX 250. Why am I doing EMX 250? Get me to MX2. Like, or have you kind of like gotten your head around the fact that, okay, for this year, it's EMX, it's fine, and I'm just going to go straight all into this? Yeah, I've been having actually quite a lot of fun, and it's a good group of people in the team and also the boss and everything is really nice to me but uh, yeah when uh, the contract comes and everything it's yeah a little bit uh, more uh, not so nice but yeah I've been enjoying doing the, doing the EMX but I want to see where I be, uh, would be yeah. in MX2 like like in Majora in the I think it was the second race you said uh, yeah. fastest sector I think I had like the fourth best time yeah. of the mo moto so I think I could have been really good in MX2, but you see today was not so good. So who knows, but nobody knows because I do EMX. Uh, last thing, do you think doing this round helps you now when you go back to EMX 250? Like the same way we said maybe doing EMX 250 hurts you coming into here, this must help going back because you just have a little more, I don't know, aggression, intensity to your riding. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping Obviously, last weekend in La Capelle was not so good for me and I wasn't aggressive at all and really cautious. And here today I felt like I've improved throughout the day. So I hope that uh, it carries through to Arco. Okay, uh, Joel Rizzi, MXGP of Spain. Um, I feel like today was a step forward. Not results-wise, people at home won't notice. But being here, speed, intensity, all of that, I feel like today was kind of maybe even a bit of a breakthrough. Yeah, 100%, you're right there. Uh, probably the best GP I've ridden at, to be honest. Um, first moto, I actually got a really good start from the position I was in. Um, and then I was battling all moto, really, for like 17th position. And then I had this a silly little crash, which lost just lost the front end in a left-hander. And the, the handguard had like jammed into the clutch, so the clutch was like dragging on. So I had to come into pit, and I was miles down. So I just pulled in got ready for the next one then but then Moto2 unfortunately um, I crashed first lap and the bike took a while to start and then I just rode did a, like a practice race really <laughs> I was miles back again so yeah probably the best I've rode but yeah it didn't show but um, I'm looking forward to taking this it's a bit obviously not confidence it's not boosting my confidence because the results yeah. are not there but to just to see and the people I was beating in the first Moto is a bit of a confidence boost as well and to take that now into five rounds on a bounce in uh, Italy yeah it should be should be good yeah like the first moto it's not like you were running 16th 17th and it looked like you were holding everyone up like yeah, you yeah. were you were in the battle like yeah. it just looked like you were another rider in that battle yeah, which yeah. is good yeah 100% yeah like I got a good start and I tried to go with um, 
Adamano on the gas gas, he was in like 14th at the time. And then uh, Harrop came through after a crash, he got me. But then, yeah, I was battling uh, with a Spanish lad. And yeah, it was, it was just like me and him, we were having a good battle and uh, for 17th, 18th. So, yeah, like you said, it, it, I felt like it was good to feel like I'm meant to be here. Do you know what I mean? Like in that class, it's so stacked so fast but when you're in that top 20 you, you feel like you're meant to be here so yeah it's all right how are you feeling uh, about the season as a whole have you been frustrated obviously the health issues and everything are frustrating but have you been frustrated with your results did you think you were going to progress quicker like where how do you feel about everything yeah yeah well obviously i came into the season nervous you know with the first and then i got the first few rounds that i was happy and I, obviously i was looking to progress um but yeah, I got this really bad illness, which knocked me back, and then I healed up again. Had probably my first points in Sardinia after the little break we had, and then unfortunately, five minutes into the next round, I sprained my ankle. So it's it's been it has been a tough one, yeah. But um, I'm looking to end on a high now. You know, the team I've I've shown today, I think that I can run, maybe even top 15s on a good on a good day. So uh, definitely points, I think, is the the um, goal for Italy. I feel like you do have a lot of like bad luck in your career. <laughs> like Ill, like you've been ill a lot of times yeah, and I feel yeah. like just like a lot of little niggling injuries that you just randomly pick up yeah. that just stop you from going fully forward. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You know, motocross is what the hardest sport yeah. on the earth and you have to you have to just keep yourself as fit every single day, which is a big challenge, especially this year since I've won MXGP, the difference every weekend you're on your racing yeah. you know you've got to be 100% every weekend and that's a bit different from the past where I could have raced two weeks on the bounce and then had a month off and then another three weeks on the bounce something like that but GP it's boom 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 you have to you have to keep yourself healthy but I feel like I've learned a lot this this year 100% you know I feel like I've changed in myself and everything but like when I sprained my ankle in Germany you know I didn't want to stop yeah. I, I came to France even though it was really hurting, but uh, you just got to push through it. You know, this is what separates these boys. You know, like guys are hurlings. They're riding with broken <laughs> bones and stuff like that. This is the this is this is the little steps I want to try and take to get to that level. Uh, how have the team been? Have they been pushing you? Have they been happy? Like, is there pressure? No, there's not really pressure. You know, the team. I want the team give me a hundred percent. So I, I want to really want to give it for myself and for the team. You know, give a bit back. You know, Livia believes in me so much, which I'm super grateful for. But uh, yeah, I'd like to end on a high for them yeah. and for me. Yeah. So. <laughs> and uh, last thing, you're done for next year, aren't you? Like you're you're going to be back here. There's no like questions about it. No, no, 100%. Yeah, I'm back next year and maybe even for a third. We'll have to see how next year goes, you know. And I, it's going to be good next year because I know what to expect, you know. This year I came to France. I didn't know what yeah. was going to go on. I didn't know anything about the GP, how a pro life really. Yeah. But next year it should be a good one. I know what to expect and I'm really looking forward to it, yeah.